coming up on Shop Talk. We're focused on small businesses, mid-sized businesses, and large businesses. But fundamentally, what we're talking about is how do these businesses, you know, we, we can refer to them as buying organizations, pay their suppliers, right? So at a very basic level, that's what we're talking about. Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego. And I'm Matias Sabor. And this is the August 2022 edition of Shop Talk with Moneris. Welcome to the Shop Talk podcast, Atiyah. Thank you, Al. It's great to be here. Atiyah, you're the manager of B2B Marketplace Strategy at Moneris. That's right. So you're the perfect co-host for this month's episode. Really? Why? What's the theme? B2B. Ah, yes. I know a thing or two. So why don't we start with the obvious? What does B2B stand for? B2B stands for business to business. So essentially any transaction that takes place between one business and another. As a customer, there are plenty of options to pay for goods and services, whether it be cash, debit, credit, etc. But of course, businesses are also purchasing goods and services from other businesses. They sure are. So I guess I never thought about how those transactions would be processed. How are they being processed today? Is it still a lot of checks or is there a movement to more digital solutions? I'd say we're moving further and further away from checks. Mm -hmm. There's definitely still checks being processed out there, but especially with the pandemic and the acceleration and digitization, we're seeing a lot more digital solutions around transactions, especially B2B. Interesting. So you are, like I said before, are the strategy manager for the B2B marketplace. What exactly is that? The B2B marketplace is a digital platform that we're building for our businesses so they can buy and sell to one another. Oh, excellent. When when is it launching? It's coming early 2023. Looking forward to it. So who do you have lined up for this month? Well, my feature interview is with Bilal Ahmad. He's the VP of Product Management, Commercial Products and B2B Payments at MasterCard. Bilal is a great authority on the subject of B2B. Then I speak by the numbers with John Perther. He's the Director of Market Insights at Payments Canada. I'm sure you'll get some great data from John. And last but certainly not least, on our Ask the Experts segment, I speak with your boss, Rob Wilkinson, the VP of B2B Sales at Moneris. He's certainly an expert. Uh, But first, here's my chat with Bilal from MasterCard. Featured interview. I'm joined by Bilal Ahmad. He's the VP of Product Management, Commercial Products, and B2B Payments at MasterCard. Bilal, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. So this month we're talking about B2B. What is a MasterCard doing in the B2B space? When we think about B2B payments from a MasterCard perspective, we're focused on small businesses, mid-sized businesses, and large businesses. But fundamentally, what we're talking about is how do these businesses you know, we, we can refer to them as buying organizations, pay their suppliers, right? So at, at a very basic level, that's what we're talking about. But the reason why it's important is, you know, it, the B2B payment process is much more complex than perhaps, you know, you know, you and I, when we go to uh, do our retail shopping, we go there, use our card, get a receipt, we, we go home. Mm-hmm. In a B2B process, you, you can raise a purchase order, you receive an invoice, you make a payment, you have to reconcile all of those uh, different components. So the actual process is much more complex. Right. So that's why B2B is is about the payment, but it's much more than the payment. 
Right. And I mean, historically, that was done mostly by Czech, right? Yeah. And there's still a lot of Czech in play, you know, in North America and Canada specifically. What we do know uh, is that the you know, COVID has sort of accelerated the decline of Czech. We found that during COVID, obviously, you know, um, it was difficult to go into the office and do your Czech runs. So a lot of Czech payments, what traditionally Czech payments did shift to uh, more of the e-payable solutions. And what we mean by e-payables are, you know, electronic uh, payments. So mm-hmm. whether that's EFT or card, I certainly saw an increase during, you know, during and post COVID. Now, I mean, I feel like the reason checks have survived as long is because it was just easier to, to keep record and reconcile with bookkeeping and stuff like that. So what are the benefits of doing, of digitizing the B2B transaction? Yeah, if you think, if you think about the check process, right? So you need to, you need to print a check, you need to post a check on the supply side. You know, there could be delays and we saw a lot of delays during the, you know, during COVID. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's uncertainty. Has the check been posted? Hasn't it been posted? Following up. And then once you receive it, you have to bank it. So the whole cost of actually the check process is quite uh, extensive. And, and then the time and uncertainty around check payments is something that, you know, is, is a pain point for suppliers as opposed to getting paid automatically straight into your bank account um, you know, without you having to do anything manually, right? So one of the things Monero does, which is, you know, straight through processing, mm-hmm. uh, means that as a supplier, you get your, your card payments directly into your bank account without any manual interaction. But on top of that, you get the data, right? So right. the data or the invoice data, the PO data, all of those, all of that information bundled with the payment helps to uh, automate that um, reconciliation process with the payment. I think one of the key things that we're looking at and we're working with our industry partners and Moneros are very much part of um, helping to solve some of the friction points between buyers, buyers and suppliers. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, in some instances, there are a lot of invoices that are flowing back and forth between the supplier and the buyer. Um, the payments are flowing back and forth, mm-hmm. but the, the challenge is at the point of reconciliation. You know, if you have five invoices for a hundred dollars, how do you know which payment is being made? Well, right. against which invoice? Uh, what if the payment was ninety nine dollars and it was short? How would you reconcile that against the invoice? And then often what happens, especially, you know, what we've seen during COVID is uh, supply chain challenges occurring. So often the costs uh, of the actual delivery of the goods with the shipping is much higher than the actual invoice amount. There's a lot of friction points. So typically what, what happens is that, you know, you pick up the phone or you send an email to your supplier or to your buyer and you try to make contact. Yeah. Uh, and that that's time consuming. And that's also kind of a manual process. Well, what we're trying to do is solve that friction point between buyers and suppliers with a product called Track DPS, which stands for Business Payment Services. Mm-hmm. And it, at a very simple level, what it does, it is basically makes a connection between the buyer and the supplier. So the buyer can go and search for a supplier. They can understand the supplier's payment preferences. So for example, you know, I like to get paid by card if the payment is below a certain amount. Um, I'll accept cards from any buying organization or from some specific buying organizations. Mm-hmm. So all of those payment preferences are built into the track solution. Um, and secondly, and I think importantly, what it allows us to do is to send the payment through straight through processing. And again, Moneris are very much 
you know, providing that service mm-hmm. with the data, right? That's the right. key point. Uh, and it provides the data that the supplier is looking for to automate their reconciliation process. Right. So rather than, you know, sending the digital version of a check might be an email money transfer, but those things don't have enough information for your exactly. bookkeeping needs. Yeah. And, you know, you remember, you know, these are mid, mid and large size corporations. They can have hundreds, if not thousands of invoices a right. week, thousands of payments, uh, you know, daily basis or weekly basis. So if you have to manually enter those payments into a terminal or process those checks, mm. um, you need a whole army of people to do that, right? right. And then, like I said, there, there are so many inefficiencies in that process. There are a lot of manual processes. There are a lot of mistakes and errors, duplicate payments or uh, non-payments that you have to follow up on. So having all of that information with the payment and having the, and having the funds go directly into your bank account it's really a, a huge time-saving benefit that you know, solutions like Track BPS can provide. If I wanted to learn more about what Mastercard is doing in the B two B space, where can I find more information? Obviously, you know, um, through the Mastercard uh, website, that's really the primary source of information. So, yep. Mastercard.com or Mastercard.ca, uh, where we have a lot of information around our, our products and services. Thank you very much, Bilal, for your time today. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. And I appreciate being on this call and taking some of your questions. This podcast is brought to you by Moneris. Today has shown us tomorrow has changed, changed how we'll live, work and do business because now we're more open to what's possible. Open to contactless payments, online bookings, curbside pickups, and more. Open your business to more opportunity with solutions to help you succeed online, in-store, or on the go. To talk to one of our business advisors, call one 866 or visit Moneris.com today. By the Numbers. I'm joined by John Perther. He's the Director of Market Insights at Payments Canada. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me out. So, John, before we begin, for those who don't know, what does Payments Canada do? Since Payments Canada does a lot of work behind the scenes, I'm not surprised that you're asking that question. It's a good question to ask. Mm -hmm. Payments Canada is an organization that really underpins the Canadian financial system and economy. And we do so by owning and operating the clearing and settlement infrastructure of payments, meaning the systems, the bylaws, the rules, the standards. Our job is to really make payments easier, safer, and smarter for all Canadians. Interesting. So uh, this month we're talking about business to business payment transactions. So given your position at Payments Canada, you're the perfect person to ask, how are businesses paying each other? They're not still using checks, are they? Well, checks are still used, although the the use of checks has declined a great deal. Uh, In 2021, the the three most used were electronic funds transfer, EFT, Mm -hmm. credit card payments, and check payments. Wow. Uh, So let me start with electronic funds transfer, because those um, really led all other payment types. It had a a 25% share of total business expenditure, which was really unchanged from the previous year. Okay. And in general, businesses tend to use EFT for recurring expenses, payroll disbursements, government payments, 
their utility bills, their insurance payments, their rent bills. And then if we move on, the next one that I mentioned was business credit cards. That made up 17% of total business expenditures in 2021. That was actually down slightly from 19% in 2020. And mainly businesses use their business credit cards for one-time expenses primarily. Office supplies, computer equipment, uh, travel related, when travel is is being made, fuel costs. And the main reason that businesses use credit cards are uh, because they're accepted, widely accepted because of the reward systems that are attached to it. They're perceived as being convenient and there really is an ease of payment tracking. That's especially vital for SMEs when it comes to managing their cash flow. Checks came in third place. That was accounting for 11% of business expenditures in 2021. That was a, a considerable drop from 2020, where it was at 17%. Okay. And the decline in check payments was even higher with mid-market businesses, where we found that that was down 54% from the previous year, whereas with SMEs, it was down still a considerable amount being 26%. But businesses who continue to pay by check do so for a number of reasons. It's wide acceptance, the ease of payment reconciliation, and and some suppliers have a preference for it. And it's important to note that the the prevalence of check usage coupled with the preference for checks, it indicates that there are still many businesses that are operating within certain industries. Real estate is a good example that have payment structures that are still based on checks and not necessarily around electronic payment methods. It's amazing to me, even though it's in third place, that 11% of people still use checks. I can't remember the last time I wrote a check. This movement to digital, have you found that it's sped up thanks to the pandemic? Oh, well, there's no doubt that we've seen uh, digital methods significantly increasing because of the pandemic. Businesses have absolutely transformed the way they do business. It was accelerated by the pandemic, most notably, as you say, tied to electronic payments. Right. Have you noticed any other key trends? Uh, Well, sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mentioned the decline in the use of checks. That's surely one. But other things that we're really keeping our eye on and seeing uh, in the business sector are flexible payment options where businesses are using customizable payment systems and and offering multiple payment methods to their clients. Payment automation, uh, including smart automated electronic payments and those that are using cloud-based systems. We're seeing um, a a lot of collaborative commerce, which is really where a business will connect their systems with those of other businesses or or those of their suppliers. One of the things that we're really excited about and we see as a real plus going forward is going to be the the addition of real-time payments that's driven by the upcoming launch of the real-time rail. And this real-time secure payment system is going to be operated by Payments Canada, It's going to be regulated by the Bank of Canada, and it's expected to go live in the middle of 2023. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a new system that's going to provide 24-7, 365 day-a-year payments that are fast, convenient, final, and irrevocable. And it's a system that's going to feature account number-based routing and ISO 20022 messaging, which really means data-rich payments for those who use it. John, uh, if somebody wanted to learn more about what Payments Canada is doing, uh, where would they look? First place I would suggest they look is the Payments Canada website at Mm payments.ca. Lots to learn about us, what we're up to, research that we're involved in, our history. So I would absolutely send anyone who's interested there. Great. Thank you so much for your time today, John. Now, thank you. Ask an expert. Joined by Rob Wilkinson. He's the VP of B2B at Moneris. Rob, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Well, I don't think so for having me. Looking forward to it. So now we've heard from Mattia, Bilal at MasterCard, and John from Payments Canada. So why don't we talk about B2B from a Monero's point of view? What are we doing in that space? Wow. <laughs> We're doing a lot. and We've been on quite a journey over the last number of years. And, you know, when I get asked that question, I would say I'd characterize it along the lines of we've been on a bit of a modernization journey. Okay. So, you know, in the industry, there's a lot of talk about modernization, certainly from a Payments Canada perspective. And I think we can largely say the same thing from a Monero's perspective. And that's looking at some of our more traditional uh, payment processing solutions and just, you know, aligning them better from a, a business to business perspective, you know, recognizing that in a, in a B2B world, a lot of businesses aren't really transacting with their customers face to face, you know, right. they're transacting online over the phone, those kinds of things. So orienting our solutions to be more conducive to that kind of processing environment. And then as well, doing some simple things around better educating suppliers around how best to process transactions to optimize uh, the cost, um, and then as well, layering in a bit of uh, data and information capture to help provide a better reporting experience. And then I would say more recently, you know, and this particularly aligns to things that we do at times in partnership with MasterCard, for example, mm. really focusing on how we can better enable our customers to process commercial card payments, and in particular, virtual card, which is emerging. And over the last number of years, we've commercialized a, a solution called Monero's B2B Pay, which is straight through processing and really improves the experience of suppliers uh, that are that are finding these virtual payments within their business. So big modernization journey, lots done, lots mm -hmm. more to do, and certainly always exciting given the amount of change going on in the industry. That's great. And so what kind of growth have we seen since we've started with our focus on B2B? Yeah, you know, growth has been really a positive story, mm -hmm. and, and I'll talk to it in a, in a couple of ways. Uh, you know, the portfolio overall, so if I think about just general business-to-business -business payment volumes, pretty consistent, strong growth year over year, um, almost throughout that tenure. Interesting observation for us, though, is if you look at the pandemic as obviously quite a, a material event that happened, right. um, it was encouraging when I looked at, you know, first year of the pandemic. So that would have been comparing, say, 2020 versus 2019. Mm -hmm. um, our B2B volumes grew high single digits in an industry where, in fact, you know, most credit volumes were declining, certainly from a retail perspective. So so I'll, I'll say that again, our, our B2B volumes in that first year of the pandemic actually grew by high single digits. Wow. And then interestingly, when looking at 21 versus 20, growing by um, sort of low double digits, which was actually consistent with the rest of our base. So the rest of the business was coming out of pandemic and, and B2B, our volumes not only kept pace, but grew over what was, you know, previously a growth year. So all that to say, you know, B2B continues to be, you know, uh, highly growth oriented and quite resilient. Um, and it's one of the reasons, frankly, that we focus on that. You know, we've seen the continued shift to more uh, digital payments and certainly, you know, credit and card and commercial card is a, is a big piece of that. So when we're talking about the benefits of B2B, I'm guessing timeliness is one. Fraud might be another one. What what, what are some of the other benefits to a business to business solution rather than the old fashioned cutting a check? Yeah. So, I mean, you hit a couple of them there, you know, and, and it's important for us to think about what those benefits are. And I mean, if we focus on on our customers, which is which is typically on the receiving payment side, certainly the timeliness. So, you know, in most all cases, payments that ride across the card rails are going to be more timely. And in fact, buyers are very conscious of that and they generally commit to paying their suppliers more quickly. Right. So we would translate that into speed of pay or a working capital benefit, which is 
immensely important. You mm-hmm. know, bank rate today, I think, or yesterday went up by 100 basis points. So as mm-hmm. as interest rates go up, working capital becomes even more prevalent, particularly for small, medium business. Right. Fraud's another one, right? You know what fraudsters do? Sometimes they're a step ahead. Um, they migrate to the less secure the less protected areas of the payment system and check fraud is is certainly a massive target. Mm-hmm. And so again, one of the advantages we see in the space that we work from a card perspective, certainly a lot of tools and protection around fraud, identity, all that stuff. Uh, when I think about what we do in commercial card space with straight through processing, I mean, you know, our customers, suppliers, they don't even ever see a transaction. Everything is automated in the cloud on their behalf. They never see a card. They never touch a transaction. We process it all automatically. So so we really, really mitigate fraud. And then I guess the last area I would say would be, you know, just around overall operational efficiency and, and visibility and reporting. There's a big element in the payments ecosystem. Say what you will about check. You know, check has worked and continues to work for a number of reasons. One, everybody knows, one, how to write a check. Everybody knows how to process a check. Right almost always the check accompanies the details of the payment, whether it's written on the check or accompanies it. And so, you know, for a business, there's a lot of value in understanding who paid you, what they paid you for. Mm -hmm. And when you shift to electronic means, that's not always the case, particularly EFT in Canada. You often will hear stories of businesses that receive payments, they receive the money in their bank account, but unfortunately they lack the details around who paid them and and what they were paid for. And, And businesses have requirements around, you know, closing out invoices and stuff. And so I think the reporting side of things continues to become sort of top of mind for businesses. And so, you know, if you can solve for working capital, if you can solve for fraud and security, and if you can build a bit of a story around reporting and efficiencies, you got a pretty good package of benefits for that business when they're considering uh, making the shift to electronic, uh, particularly uh, commercial card and virtual card payments. So, Rob, in the eight years that you've been focusing on B2B here at Moneris, how would you describe the state of the industry right now? I would say we're at a really good point and a point where I'm more comfortable now than perhaps I ever have been on the alignment between sort of the major players in the industry. So I like to say I grew up in the payment space on the issuing side. You know, I was was at American Express Global Commercial Card for nine years, all B2B payments focused, all on the issuing, making payments side. Mm-hmm. And now I spent the last eight years, interestingly, on the acquiring, on the, on the, the merchant supplier side of the equation. Mm-hmm. So um, if I was going to leave the audience with something, I'd say, yeah, like we're at a really good inflection point in the industry. I feel like we have really good alignment between the stakeholders and now this recognition that, you know, we cannot just exclusively focus on buyers and their benefits. We have to always be conscious of um, how do we make things work to the supplier's benefit as well. And I think we're doing that now more than ever as an industry. Very good, Rob. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. joined by Ella Urquhart. She's a senior communication specialist for our events and ESG team. Ella, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Al. So we're looking at the August calendar of events. What do you have for me? So Moneris is sponsoring the Bears Lair Indigenous Youth Entrepreneurship Dream Camp from Mm -hmm. August 15th to 18th. Aspiring and emerging young entrepreneurs ages 12 to 18 will work on teams with their coach and mentors to explore the world of small business startups. Within three days, they'll learn fundamental business skills to create, launch, and then present their own new ventures to the community. That sounds really cool. Where can we learn more about this? 
You can visit bearslairtv.com for more information. Great. And what do you have next? On August 24th, Veneris is hosting a fireside chat with BMO. Rob Wilkinson, our vice president of B2B at Veneris, will be joined by Matt Bleeker, the managing director of payment optimization at BMO, to discuss future-proofing your APAR strategies. Yeah, very good. And where can we learn more about that? We'll be sharing the registration link on our social channels as well as in the description below. So keep an eye out on our social channels for that link. Uh, what else do you have? On August 25th, Moneris is hosting the final webinar as part of the three-part webinar series with Small Business BC. You can join Patrick Wiltshire, Director of Product at Moneris, to discuss the importance of making sure you have the proper fraud protection strategies in place for your business. Very good. And where can we learn more about that? You can register for this webinar at smallbusinessbc.ca. Excellent. Thank you so much. Anything else uh, for August? That's everything for the events team. Okay. Thank you so much for your time, Ella. Thanks, Al. And that's all we have for this month. I hope you found this episode informative. Before we sign off, I'd like to let you know that there are now two seasons of Yes, We Were Open podcast available to binge right now. Each season features eight stories of eight different small Canadian businesses. I tell their origin story, the story of their greatest struggle, and how they overcame that struggle. Here's a little taste of the latest season two. Right now you can binge season two of the Yes, We Were Open podcast. Eight Canadian businesses with eight stories of perseverance. Yes, we're open. Yes, we are open. Yes, we are open. Yes, we are open. Hell yeah, we're open. Drive now to Yes, We Are Open. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, we're open and we're not going anywhere. I love it. That's great. We're here to stay. Perfect. (laughs) If you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast. And yes, we are open wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support the show, share this podcast on your network or review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And finally, if you have a payment related question you'd like to submit to one of our experts, you can email us at podcast at Join us again next month for more expert insight and data to help you grow your business. Atia, thank you so much for co-hosting. It was my pleasure, Al. Thank you for having me. On behalf of Atia, myself and the rest of Moneris, thank you for listening to Shop Talk. Talk again in September.